And we are ticking away. And we have another Cleveland Moto podcast. We have a giant group of people today. We're going to try to keep the table noises down because we have a lot of folks. Uh, I can find a parking spot. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I pulled in. I was just like, what the shit? Our parking lot runneth over. Uh, yeah, but I think it's... Hey, the van's not out there. Yeah, be careful. I was going to say, be careful, man. Yeah. <laughs> One of our cars might be missing at the end so. of this podcast. Yeah. How did nobody find a van that says Cleveland Moto with your phone number and website on it? Because somebody stole it. <laughs> and they didn't want it to be found because they found it as enjoyable as I did. Hmm. Yeah, they, they stole it and they went, wow, for a 2001. <laughs> Got good pickup. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, somebody stole you know, our you know, shop These van. are driving around going... You know, this feels like it's got new plugs in it. <laughs> and new shocks? It feels like it's got a fresh tune-up on it. It really fresh does. tune-up, new shocks, new wheels, new tires. we got to yeah. go to this place more often. Yeah, yeah. we just steal all his shit because he's got good shit. <laughs> shit, he's got a couple of nice well, uh, Toyotas. System you put in? That, you, you found it right away, right? Yeah. Didn't you have all your tiles in there? Should have, I should have. All the tiles are sitting oh. over my counter, not doing me any good. Yeah. No, there's a, there's, like I said, there's a grip of BB guns. Um, there's rally BB guns in there, Red Riders. There's at least 200 pieces of fireworks that are no less than six years old. Oh, those are all blown off by now. <laughs> <laughs> Including some fingers. There's her right. Cub Scout uniform. Oh, bummer. I know. Oh, man. Right? There's one of my kills. Well, there goes date night. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to tell you how frequently that date night happens, that Cub Scout uniform's been in the back of the bus for a, or the back of the van for several years. The uh, that van is a time capsule. <laughs> Stuff yeah. that goes in doesn't come out. <laughs> I swear, officer, that's my wife's Cub Scout. Cub Scout uniform. Uniform. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, I can see you trying to explain that one. Away. <laughs> and I need to know why this Cub Scout uniform is cut into a halter top. <laughs> My wife's the last one that wore it. it. Yeah, sure. Did it still have the camping rack in it? Yeah. Oh, could you imagine the thieves? So you had a bed in there. They're like, and a okay, there's a there's a fucking mattress in here, <laughs> and they're going through this worse. stuff, and they're like, oh, Cub Scout uniform. Oh dear, baby Jesus. They're like, oh, oh, and fireworks. Fireworks. There's two American flag Jason masks. <laughs> Well, you know what, the Hockey masks would have the American flag. Yeah. <laughs> Just occurred to me why this band's gone because they got in the bag. Like, there's worse going on in here. Burn it. <laughs> you're really with more by having. Yeah. Burn it. It's at the bottom of Lake Erie yeah. somewhere. That or if this person finds out who we are, right? That's like worse than stealing from the mob. Well, the phone number's on the damn van. Do you know what's in the back left corner of the van? Um, we. It's back. Yeah. Back left corner. United I, States Army. Full size axe. Ooh, oh, yeah. Entrenching toolkit, big ass army axe. I was gonna say, hope so. You'll say like, you, can bury you know, people with it. right? I was yeah, gonna say, is... it's short of a bloody chainsaw. We've just got a giant military axe in the back of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't. Know. But I'm. I'm well, Anne Marie told me nonetheless that when her, heartbroken when her element got stolen. Yes. It was two and a half weeks till they heard anything. So it's only been, you know. Oh, so that's the turnaround time on stolen vehicles in Cleveland. They got it back. Stolen vehicles with your name and phone number on it. We should call Amanda Bailey on Channel 8. They do the missing in the morning. Oh, really? Betty's missing? I want Betty to end up on a milk carton. Phil's fan. Right. Yeah. You know, they. 
They're like, oh, why man. is there a rape fan on the side of a milk carton? Isn't that normally where the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way around? Yeah, where the victim goes? <laughs> That's, That's beautiful irony right there. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I took that van down to uh, Red River Gorge. It's a real bad thing when the rape van gets kidnapped. <laughs> so some, those are bad days. And to my left is yeah. Dustin, <laughs> Oscar, Johnny Chrome, Pete, Chris Smith, Sparky, Katie, Merritt, and your humble narrator, your Philanthropic benefactor. Philanthropic. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the, uh, the guy who's sad about losing his van. Mm. I mean, yeah, you lose a van. That's like losing a good hunting dog. Mm. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> it's just, you know, your, your slippers get chewed up less, I guess. But yeah, it's been bad. It's been weird going out there and not having the van there. Mm. Well, it towed the trailer. It, it it hauled motorcycles did and scooters. Everything. It did everything. It was a good van. It completely totaled out a Chevy Yukon on... Halloween night when I was in full Roman armor and that lady ran into the back of me. <laughs> she ran in the back of me 35 miles an hour, never touched the brakes, folded a full-size Chevy Yukon in half. And the van was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't around. know you that well. Yeah, I did what? Come around. Come around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then... Yukon says what? <laughs> yeah, and the Lakewood police wouldn't even tow it because they're like, that's still drivable. Like, Plus you're wearing your... And I was wearing full Roman armor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They <laughs> were like, get this, this freak this out of here. They're like, look, Spartacus. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> get out of here. The, uh, so uh, we were thinking about our motorcycle show thing coming up, and we've got it. we're going to take our idea for the motorcycle show this year is we're going to take a bunch of vintage bikes with us. And the vintage bike thing is not because we are being awesome people that want to encourage people to find vintage bikes and fix them up because we've proven that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> they just end up here anyway. Tor- torture themselves. <laughs> right. Because Sparky and collect them and bring them in here. Sparky and John just absolutely love it when somebody else brings in yet another 79 CB 750 Custom or, or 81 Suzuki. Oh, because everyone loves the Cs. Well, yeah. And so we're going to take we're going to take a whole bunch of uh, vintage bikes out to sell them. So we're going to put them in the sure. thing because they'll, they'll be displayed. We will be displaying vintage bikes. We will talk to people about those vintage bikes, but we will have an end game, and the end game will be that we bring home less than we took. So, Chris Smith is you're going to be taking. So, which ones are you? Or which ones are we doing? We'll do the '66 uh, 305 Superhawk. Superhawk. We'll do the '73 uh, CB 450. Excellent. So we think ball because the, we are talking to people now on the podcast because this is going to drop fast. Because we yep. got a show coming up. I'll, I'll put uh, it up tomorrow. Put it up tomorrow. What's your price tag going to be on those? A nine thousand each. Okay, seems fair. <laughs> seems reasonable. <laughs> Take, you'll entertain <laughs> offers at eight. Yeah, yeah, Wishful thinking. Bring those home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to call those the boomerang section. <laughs> I, I don't have a number. I you know off the top of my head. I think but, that, I'll, but I'll take suggestions. Yeah, and that's I, a lot of it. I think Buck is going to be. Yeah, Buck no. CC. There you go. <laughs> you got to be realistic. I think that. I think that it's completely fair in the market that it should be both of those should be safe bottom number three thousand dollar bikes. Agreed. And I think that you could take a distressed twenty five hundred. You know, Sunday late in the game. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of distress on that though. <laughs> a lot of distress on that. The uh hey, twenty five hundred bucks you? works way better than loading a bike. It's true. I mean, there's, there's a lot <laughs> to be does. said for that. It's like, do I want to take $2,500 or do I want to load that back on the truck? Right. That's the mid-Ohio proposition. It's the mid-Ohio proposition. $2,500 fits in your pocket. That bike did not fit in your so pocket. Said, that's right. Yeah. A, a large pile of motorcycle is not nearly as good as a small pile of cash. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, What are you bringing, Chrome? 
Uh, I'm bringing a 78 Suzuki GS550E. Okay, the E model. What color is yep. it? Blue. Blue. Okay. Anything special about it? Just it's straight ahead? It hasn't been molested. That's a good point. <laughs> well, and, I, and that's getting to be more and more yeah. of a big deal. Mm-hmm. There, there really isn't anything special yeah. about it other than it's, it's I mean, mm-hmm. down it's, to grips and yeah. levers and mirrors and seat and exhaust. So it's all exhaust original. That's yeah. what's special. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah, people are loving the word survivor. It still mm-hmm. has an airbox. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> a unicorn. <laughs> I mean, it's not really special. It's just yeah. it's just kind of all there. And mm-hmm. did you have any intention of bringing out your Fuji, just to show it off, or, um, or leave it leave it where it is, <laughs> or the Allstate? Either one. Yeah, yeah. Your Allstate is one of the greatest yeah. examples ever of yeah. a bike that only made it into America because Sears. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much sold it. Yeah. So people that don't know about much about the the ancient history of Vespas, although Vespa started selling scooters in 1947. Uh, 46, 47. They didn't bring them into America uh, for a while, for a long while. But Sears, not to be outdone, decided they were going to beat Vespa at getting scooters into America. So Sears started buying them from Piaggio and bringing them over on their own and badging them as, as Sears. Now, whether or not they assumed that Vespas would someday be some arriving point, right. on their own under their own branding. Sears already had that distribution center set up in Chicago and could move these bikes all over America and sold them out of the back of the catalog. Mm. And what year is yours? Uh, 58. 58. Yeah. What was the first year? 56? I think it was 56. Because that yeah. one that I had was a, a Mark One, and it was a right. 56. And then they started doing, instead of the old, well, the yeah. regular badge now it was the the blue sticker right the blue badges yeah the blue badge they had after a, the, they had an the outline of the united states badges. which was really cool you know yeah. the outline of the united states was a, a right a proper metal yeah. logo yeah, that's cool. really neat and yeah. it's uh it's fun because it's that how do we make americans feel better about yeah. buying this well we sell it at sears yeah. make it america paint it yeah. black and yeah. orange <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't even th- i don't think harley davidson was on the black and orange tip at that point but yeah. But yeah, they they literally it called the, the thing other, an Allstate, yeah, all yeah. which is hilarious. Allstate. And on the back end, it was all the, the, the uh, Super Cruiser. Super Cruiser. Yeah. Super Cruiser. <laughs> Let's take a shitty Italian bike with little tiny wheels. We'll call it the Allstate. Nice, robust sounding name. But we need to imply that you can ride it long distances. Which you can. The Cruiser. <laughs> no, we can do one better. The Super Cruiser. The Super Cruiser. Well, when you think about the cars that were on the road in the mm. late 50s, I mean, think oh, about yeah. what it was competing oh with God. and, yeah. you know. I'm surprised they didn't add tail fins. When it came <laughs> yeah, put right, yeah. one big tail fin well, down the back. It doesn't need tail fins. It's already... Well, it's already yeah, yeah, this one didn't even have a battery. It's, it's just the... It's all lost. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing's lost. Not even a key. It's just, yeah. just kicking, kick-starting. Well, the only know. thing keeping it in your driveway was the fact that nobody else wanted it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's true. Everyone's yeah. driveway. And you think, hey, it's not a van. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that should be gone in a second. But all the parts, because these things were sold out of the Sears catalog, it didn't matter whether or not you had a dealer near you. It didn't matter whether you had a shop near you. You had a Sears catalog. And back then, you didn't have a phone to read while you're on the to- toilet. So you just fold the pages over and say, Hey, Merritt, I think we ought to get one of these here Allstate scooters. And, you know, eight to 12 weeks later, the thing showed up, usually in the back of a Wells Fargo wagon. <laughs> a little kid that slurs and lisps. <laughs> 
wearing, wearing a Boy Scout uniform. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that he found in a van. It's simply the shinest thing I've ever seen. The uh, it's a scooter. It's a scooter. The uh, and then are you going to bring anything? Uh, me? No, probably not. Okay. All right. So what are we bringing? The rest of the list. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the list? Everything. Well, hold on. What's Sparky? What will be missing from our garage? Sparky, what are you going to bring? Um, you know, the, I, I'm stealing one of my brother's bikes. Okay, so you're bringing Chad's uh, CB750K. Yeah, Okay. which is no longer. Is it brown? No, it used to be the blue one. Oh, okay. But it's been lowered, and we put uh, the Comstars on it. Took the okay. spokes off the Comstars on it, okay. lowered it a couple inches because he's shorter than me. Okay. And then put a... Fender off of a uh, an F, I think, because it's got the little yeah, a little, little kick at the back. Yeah, and then he put a custom paint job on it, which he's the only anal person enough to pair that the shadows are all correct. <laughs> you said anal person for the way the sun would come, so the actual the shadow changes as it goes over the bike. Wow! It's what? Yeah, yeah. So like the shadows on the side of the bike are longer than the shadows on the top on the top of the, of the bike. bike. Right. Hmm. The shadows of what? It's the bike's called Steel and Lace, like stealing. And there's steel plates starting to cover the bike up, and there's okay. a lace pattern on it. It's steel quite an amazing lace. paint job. You know wow. what you need? You need a video with like time lapse showing how the shadows change. <laughs> no, we're going to set it up. We're going to set it up with a little arcing light that goes yeah. over. Yeah, right. It. Oh, oh, it's it's an actual demo. Yeah, it's, it's uh, what right. year is it? It's '82. Yeah. Cool. Wow. So yeah, it's it's a pretty impressive bike. I, mean, yeah. I think so. Custom. Um, and it's a and it's a oh. custom bike, clearly. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I checked the catalog, they did not offer the steel and lace package. No, they did <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a that was not a thing. Well, I'm going to bring the yeah. following. <laughs> I'm going to bring. Uh, well, how many? A lot. Uh, at least ten. Uh, you can make a dent out of the collection. Okay, the CB the 1975 <laughs> CB 400F Cafe Racer that we built that Mark. McDermott helped build for Tim Harnett, the magazine, oh, that's cafe, a good one. cafe racer magazine bike. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good one. So that's a good one. And, and that's a pure dyed in the wool, no Kickstarter or no electric starter cafe racer. Um, the reason why Tim doesn't own it. <laughs> also true. The, uh, I might bring the orange CB450 that Kevin Moore did the uh, period correct paint job on. Yes. Uh, as Kevin Moore likes to say, it's the only paint job he's ever done that he still doesn't like. <laughs> and, uh, he just That's a good it. bike, though. I, I agree, it's a good bike. Yeah. And then I've got the I've got a CB five hundred four cylinder that is chocolate brown, but it's like showroom condition. Mm-hmm. So it's got the four and four pipes. It's everything's factory perfect on the bike. It's it looks like it just left the factory. Is that the one that came with all the uh, the windjammer and all that? No, that was a that was a previous of the same bike. Yeah, yeah. but we uh, Merritt and I both had. Matching CB five hundred fours in our, in uh, in back candy Bacchus green or Bacchus olive yeah <clears throat> Bacchus olive metallic and they were identical right down to the pipes you little lovebirds yeah and they, uh, <laughs> they weren't bought on the same on they weren't bought on the same day. But mine, do they both? They, do they both have all the mine windshields was on? Yours was faster. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was faster. That's because it wasn't housing much ass. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. about rider skill. Yeah, yeah. well, you're, you're a lot lighter than. And yeah, and hers was definitely faster. And but I think mine was. I think mine came fully bagged out because it even had somehow like clear rubber, clear vinyl, like mm. the stuff they use for meat curtains and stuff. Yeah, and it had gone or from sofas. Grandma's or grandma's oh, sofas. Yes. It was thick though, and it went from the bottom of the windjammer fairing all the way up to the ends of the handlebars. And there was a special clip, and it was built to be that way. Mm. 
It was some period correct thing, but it was somewhat clear rubber. Go figure. And the idea is, because the wind jammer wasn't enough, this thing went down literally under your knees and then up to the ends of the handlebars. And then it would move with the bike as you'd corner. Yeah, and it made a hell of a noise flapping in the wind, too. So it wasn't, it wasn't a regular skirt. It was more like a hovercraft skirt. It was a hovercraft. Yeah, it was definitely like a hovercraft skirt. <laughs> it had be like the same material. <laughs> yeah. The whole time. The whole thing. The, uh, but, yeah, it had all of the touring crap on it. So we took all that off. And eventually the two bikes were identical. Mm-hmm. So you could, we, we could only tell them apart because Hurt one had... Yeah, hers was faster. <laughs> and hers had uh, <clears throat> four into twos with like a little, you know how some of those uh, exhausts have a little trumpeted end on like a little flared out end? Uh, hers had that on it. And then mine just had the normal Jardine turnouts, like Emmy's bike. Yeah. And, but hers was faster. I don't, still can't figure out why, but might have something to do with the 50, 60, 80 pounds of weight difference. <laughs> I don't know. There's that velocity stack on the end of the tailpipe you're talking <laughs> That about. is true. And then uh, the I'm going to take one of my CB450 Black Bombers because mm. people like to see Black Bombers. Yeah. People like to say Black Bomber. Uh, I'm going to take the blue. Yes. Yeah, especially Trump. Dang. Well, <laughs> the uh, we're going to take the KZ900, <laughs> the blue one, the that blue one with the marble paint, mm-hmm. that KZ9. So we're going to take that because people like KZ900s. I'm going to take the Kawasaki S3 two-stroke, the triple, because mm. people like two-stroke triples. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to take the Triumph Daytona. Okay. Not quite sure why, but no. <laughs> but it's the, it's the 500cc <coughs> yeah. 1971 Triumph Daytona that I bought because when I took it in on trade five years ago, my quote was, this thing will disappear from my shop in no time flat because people love mm-hmm. Daytonas with two carburetors. Just love those bikes. It's super cool paint job. Everything's great on it. It's totally original. And five years later... That fucking thing has not left my shelf. Can I go back to the... I've ridden it once. Yeah. Can I go back to the Cowie S3 person? Yes, you can. So, I might be wrong about this, but didn't you meet... Isn't the new H2 out? The new H2 is out. So, I wonder whether there might be some kind of increased interest mm. in doing a Comparo or no. like a... Well, we could do the comparison. Know, just to say, yeah. like... Well, this, the interesting thing weird, is... they're similar. Yeah, the H, they picked up the H2 name out of the history of the Kawasaki catalog, <coughs> but... It's a four-stroke. It's got a supercharger. So it's it's fuel-injected. And a lot of people who are H2 enthusiasts were kind of offended right. when this new motorcycle, mm. which is basically a Ninja 1000. You know, I put them off. Their new sales slogan said, almost as fast as a zero. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> C episode. Oh, no, that yeah. wasn't an episode of this. That was no, a no, but that, video. <clears throat> that, is a, that is a fun thing. And there's a lot of chatter on the various different forms I'm on, both like on the zero forms. Where people who haven't seen the video will say, there's just no way in hell that the Zero beat the Kawasaki H2 supercharged bike. It's just impossible. It couldn't have possibly happened. The guy on the H2 must have been an absolute idiot. And then you link to his other... So then I link to his site. Yeah. And then you realize, this guy's not an idiot at all. This guy's a very talented, very skilled rider. I'm the idiot. Make no mistake about it. There was an idiot in the race, yeah. <laughs> but he was the guy who only had one job to do, right? And that was just twist and not fall off. And sorry, yeah, I'm and we sorry. Still did. That's I good. You. And you beat him on the zero. You beat him on the zero handily <laughs> twice. Mm-hmm. Well, we beat him three times for three. The, the, he deleted the worst beating he took. <laughs> <laughs> he only showed the two marginally bad beatings he took. That's right. So the Triumph Daytona, and I'm going to take. Uh, I got a whole bunch of CB750, so I wasn't sure whether I would take the Berserker, which is a flat black kind of murdered out. Lightly cafe 
71 CB. Upper circuit. 750. That's a good bike. Or the 1975 100% bone stock CB7. Do that one. Wait, 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 yeah. With foreign force. 75? 75. 75. Okay. It's yeah. blue, real pretty blue color. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would do that one. Because yeah. the, the, the stockers, man, people love the stockers. Yeah. Why does yeah. it have to be an or? Well, because I was leaving two spots for Larry and uh, Adri. Oh, all right. So that they could bring their Triumph and their Norton. And then I'm going to bring, uh, uh, then he's going to have his CB450. And then his Honda Superhawk, and that okay. fills us up. And I we're done. I didn't realize these lines were 18 slots. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, 18 slots, 18 bikes. So we have com- we've fulfilled our obligation, which is more than we can say for the Penton Motorcycle Club or the Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club. God rest their souls. <laughs> What's the name of our club again? Cleveland Moto. <laughs> we changed it. Remember last year we were Cleveland Moto? Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland, V I N Moto, mm-hmm. like Shivin Moto and all that stuff. So this year I've said that we've. We are Cleveland Moto. Cleveland, the city we are living in, and Moto at the end. The same name as this podcast, club. as luck would have it. Club. Well, we're an official club. <laughs> we're club. Well, I don't know how official it is. Yeah. Well, do we have hats or anything? No, like that, I, well, we have all the shirts <laughs> we have that you have t-shirts. for the past 10 years. We got all the same shirts you were wearing for the past you get, you get five years. Shirts. Right. So, so yeah. here's the question. So everyone's bringing these bikes now. Is yeah. it with the intention of selling them or just creating interest? Well, or? where I am coming from, yes. <laughs> where I'm coming yes from, yes. it's from the intent with the intention of selling them. Everything. So here's sale, what's going right? to happen. Or having an 18 wheeler back all over them and make trade and take something <laughs> else home. And none of them are going to leave the circle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. Yeah, that would yeah. be bad news. Yeah, it's it's. It should I mean, be in writing. It should yeah. be in writing. I think, that, I think we should bond out on the that. The wives are spoken. Been, I was going to say, I've been instructed that that's not allowed to happen. Yeah, and the other option is, you know, with these uh, with these motorcycle shows, they do want to have your the the information, your, your bike's particulars, but they also want to have the VIN, and they also want to know what the value of the bike is. Should something horrible happen to it mm-hmm. while it's at the mm-hmm. show? Are they actually insure that pull that stuff together for you? Well, yeah, yeah, right. it's easy enough. All right. Does that extend, or does the progressive, in, well, their insurance company, do they insure every single bike that's in there? I assume so. That's why they're asking for the VINs and the dollar value. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's why they're asking for so the VINs and the dollar value. So we could just kick the row over. We kick the roll over these my values hand. up, too. I'm sure there's plenty of disclaimers about how you're covered and how you're not. And how you're mm. All I'm saying is whatever backs over my row of motorcycles. I hope it's owned by the IX Center, yeah. like a forklift or a big loading vehicle of some sort, because I and they, they're damp. They're all going to be totaled, and they're all going to be ten thousand dollar units. Well, no, they won't. I, I won't even play that game because that 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 invites okay, investigation. Greedy, you mentioned nine thousand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to take Everybody all these awesome examples out Let's of circulation. You just you want you them to move on to the new. Person is excited about them. They need to have their. They these things are all amazing bikes that are desperately in need of a good owner. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? It'd be better if each one of these bikes became the sole project bike of somebody else mm-hmm. that we get to work on next year <laughs> <laughs> at ninety dollars an hour. That's right. That's a, but it is uh, any of these bikes would be better live a better life in the hands of somebody. Who had one daily rider and had this as their project bike? Well, and they're all are they all running and ready to go? So they're when all you say project bike. That they're all w- RWP. They're mm-hmm. all ran when parked. Every single bike. Mm-hmm. Most of these bikes have been sitting for a year, or two or three years, mm-hmm. but they were literally at some point. I can tell you five or six of these bikes that I have prepped in the past year mm-hmm. for customers that promised me they had the best intentions yep. of taking that bike home with them tomorrow, and then life got in the way. 
So my suggestion is yeah. you put a can of starting fluid with each pipe. <laughs> 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 so would you like, would you like would you like the keys? It's right next to that can of starch, you bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's right how it goes, man. That's the throw it in. Yeah, that's the bonus. Right. Yeah, right. we're not going to give you a warranty, but we'll give you a can of starting fluid. Hell yeah. yeah right next to the can Perfect. of whoop and scoot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid fire. The uh, going into the show, we've had a lot of. We've had a lot of conversation, and we've actually talked to some of the other people and in the other podcasts. I spoke with Liza the other night on the telephone. For a very oh. long time. Yeah. <laughs> Jealous? No. No, just trying to go to bed. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Liza. <laughs> but Liza had a, a great idea, and her idea is mm-hmm. she wants to approach, because no matter what you're you know how in touch you are with the media or how in touch you are with motorcycling there's been a drop and today we actually looked up the numbers because we've mm. I've read all kinds of different numbers from different places so th- the best year that motorcycling has had in the past 20 years was 2008 yes and it was 2008 1.8 million 1.8 million 1.1 million I'm sorry I believe motorcycle a buddy off of you right. that year and that was one thing kind of kind of it was, it was the last time the Academy was doing this. Yep. It was going up, baby. And then, it was going up. Yep. And then 2009. Gas was $4 a gallon. Too. What's that? Gas was $4 a gallon. Well, gas was yeah. 4 plus a gallon. Yeah. You could get a loan if you could breathe. It was the perfect storm. It was the perfect storm of selling yeah. bikes. We sold a shit ton of bikes. Okay? We did. A metric shit ton. And <laughs> Imperial shit ton. The, uh, but we did sell a shit ton of bikes. But the following year, it went from $1.1 million to... Around five hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's Ouch. and now we have got companies this year. We didn't sell one point one million bikes. No, we did okay. not. No, 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 we did not. Just no. be clear. Yeah, we, we sold a very small percentage of that. Okay. Probably haven't sold one point one million bikes yet. Never. No way. <laughs> Guarantee it. The uh, but the interesting oh, thing is the market has been bad. For the past several years. So our accountant reminds us. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Right. Yeah. Kenny Handler. Yeah, that's true. That's it. Hey, you don't feel the market's been bad. Yeah, well, we don't need any reminding. We just, You're like, shut up, Dick. Yeah, yeah we just... <laughs> we, we're just sitting there going, we have the Toyota Tundra out front that we bought when the market was good. We have trying to make it last until the market's good again. And maybe that's how the way it works. We can buy a new truck every time the market gets good. As so, long as they don't keep stealing them. Well, once again... <laughs> Well, the joke's on them who stole that van because it doesn't have a title. So, <laughs> good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, so, if they try to go register that thing, right? They're up shit great. Yeah, <laughs> screw them and screw you guys. It doesn't have a title. Good luck with that. That dealer place only good for another year. <laughs> how, no, does I that, had to, how does that hurt your insurance you claim? First of all, first of all, are you crazy? Right, you don't make an insurance claim on a 2001 van. <laughs> when you say it, it got stolen. Yeah, and you make a claim, so you get what's the Kelly Blue Book value on a 2001 mm. Ford Econoline? Eight dollars. Right. So my insurance company writes me a check for twelve hundred dollars, and then raises my rent two thousand, or raises my rate two thousand dollars for the next twenty yeah. years. No, no. I are smart. That's it. No, we're not going to make a claim on it. God no. No, I'd rather back something into the front of the building, you know? <laughs> so if you want to get a big check, that's how you do it, you know? Uh, All right, so anyway. in terms of the economy and the number of bikes was, sold. I, I have nightmares about that. They stole my van to steal my shop. Oh, yeah, me too. 
Right. Hey, look where we got this. I wonder what fits in the back of this. Yeah. I hope it's just living a nice, cheerful life stealing ATM machines. <laughs> <laughs> and not motorcycles. <laughs> or, so, yeah. or, or like ATVs somewhere. Right. The point being. Right. Yeah. Or kidnapping Cub Scouts. Yeah. Or bet circling back to the... Yeah, it's got a dark I'm telling you, man. It's apparently an irresistible topic. <laughs> some, I'm I telling you, some, some hood rats got that free. van. I go for the obvious, you know? <laughs> some hood rats got a hold of that van, and they're going through the back of that, and they see the... Um, Abduction package. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's a they, and they, the bag of free candy. They found, oh, yeah. they found a link to drive this thing hey, into somewhere. Do you want to shoot my BB guns? <laughs> it's it's going to yeah. show up on like Channel Eight News. Someday. Why does he have clown shoes? <laughs> Why are they bloody? The uh, yeah. This uh, I, so about about we we have a, somebody in our family that had advance our vehicle stolen and our friend Stefan was Porco bing 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 uh, he had his element stolen and his element once it was stolen apparently had been cooped up in Cleveland too long because it went on a crime spree <laughs> so it was like a dog that had been in the backyard too long once the <clears throat> gate was open it was just frolicking around the Midwest stealing things so I think it went to Erie PA first and then it went to Pittsburgh and then I think it went somewhere in Indiana. But it had been seen in parking lot robberies and, like, on security camera footage. So Stefan's element had been involved in several crimes, property crimes around the Midwest. And somehow the vehicle came back to rest not 20 blocks away from where his bar is. <laughs> so, yeah. So over at about West 45th and Clark or so, there was a... A young fellow living in the van, in weather much like you know cold, cold out, and the van was sitting on the side of the, the road element. idling. The element. Yeah, the element. The element. Sorry, the element was sitting on the side of the road idling he, with this guy. He was in the element. He was in his element, <laughs> and uh, he was he was idling with the heat on, and he was living inside the vehicle um, after having a crime spree. Nice. Uh, yeah. So Stefan walked up to his van or walked up to the element with his key, and said to the cop, "There's somebody in here." Mm-hmm. And the cop was like, "Whoa," because didn't check. <laughs> and so they, you know, the kid took off running, and Stefan got his element back. Why would you head south? It's more yeah. warm. At least then you don't have to huddle in your van to stay warm. Yeah, go rob people still. in Florida. You've already really, proved man. you got a reliable vehicle. Look right. where it went. Head south. Yeah. You could have already been in Florida with all the miles you put on that element. Yeah. Head yeah. down south. Find a nice river to park next to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do like what all the good hobos did. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Where were we at? You need to be keeping track of us before we well, get yeah, into Well, yeah, you were talking about <laughs> <laughs> We have merit here to keep us on, Thank you. on schedule. Well, McElfresh isn't here, yeah. so yeah, it's, yeah. your job is to be John McElfresh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, so anyway. Yeah. I can't John fill those Ma- shoes. <laughs> big shoes. You can see the merit fresh. McElfresh. <laughs> He's in California right now with uh, Kevin, what? and they're riding motorcycles all around uh, Joshua Tree. So oh, he's nice. having a good time. Aww. But, yeah, so the, the industry finally had to admit it. So the numbers had slid, and then one of the uh, companies that watches stocks had said that we're going to have to lower the rating, lower our suggestion on whether or not you should buy Harley stock because the market's so damaged. And then more and more actual real information started slipping out. And then when you looked at the numbers and realized that our numbers today are literally half of what they were in 2008. Now, what a lot of people don't remember, unless they're... In terms of new unit sales. Correct. I mean, I'm just, you know... Yeah, you're right. New unit sales. Uh, But vintage sales have spiked. 
No, they have not. <laughs> right. I was yeah. trying to find a yeah. silver Because it turns out when the village burned down, the cats and dogs went too. You know? Right. So, yeah. That's, uh, that's it. And that's the number we're going to talk about. That's the number that actually is the root of activity, of motorcycle purchasing activity. There's no better way to gauge it. It's hard to gauge me selling a bike to him and you and everything else. But the new bike sales, there's a title involved. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to track that stuff. If you don't sell new bikes today, there's not going to be vintage bikes in the future. Also That's how we should get people to buy bikes. Yeah. Good right. point. Look out for our future dirtbags. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there's some real shit asses coming down the pike here that need <laughs> questionable transportation. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, so 1992, though, it was worse. Okay. So whatever you think is bad today, when Crockett and Tubbs were running around Miami, it was worse. So from 92 to 2008, 16 years. Yeah. So from 2008 Jeez. to, let's right. just say 2008. Whoa, hey, man. A couple well, more years. No, what we're saying is you're exactly right. Yeah. Peaks and troughs. We're going to hit the right. next peak. So the trough, the bottom of the trough was 1992. The, when the trough started going down was about 1985, 86, mm-hmm. was when it started dropping mm-hmm. off dramatically. So uh, 87, well, you know, the, the years of the tariff. The tariff on the Japanese motorcycles coming in the United States. Yeah, I was going to say that was the Harley tax. Yes, it was. And that was the beginning of them Mm -hmm. artificially limiting what could come into America. And Mm -hmm. we watched our American market suffer as a result of that. When did that start? What year did it start? Uh, 84, 85, 86 was really when it started getting into its full speed. That's why we didn't get the original Honda Africa Twin. Exactly. Right. Right. And a lot of stuff. And that's There's why the the three the quarter the three quarter liter get. class turned into the seven hundred exactly. CC. Anytime you, yeah, right. which is why I got one of my favorite bikes, the uh, CB seven hundred SC. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which right. I'm happy about. Right. Well, but besides the point, things had to be done. <laughs> so there were companies that responded to it by saying, "Okay, we'll play your game, six hundred ninety eight CCs, but we'll make it better." And there were other <sighs> companies that just went, "Fuck." Was Call it a like 700, sleeve her down. Original Ninjas came on the uh, market then? Like Ninja 650? A lot of them. A lot of well, them that's, did. That's why we have so many amazing yeah. 600cc, you know, Japanese bikes. It, it didn't hurt. They they just made them better and better and better. The 600 was inevitable because of the racing class anyway. Yeah. Because yeah, there, there was, was like that, an arms race within the 600cc Well, yeah. Class. And that super sport, that lightweight super sport class is very powerful anyway. But I think what your point is the best point. And the one that I like the sound of, except that it's tragic, which means we're not at the bottom yet. Mm. Which means we're just we're on the front edge of the slide, right? And we might be three or four more years till it's the bottom. Because remember that '92 thing took a lot of time to get from '92 up to 2008, Uh, and that's bad. How long did 2000? How long did the peak last? Because it seems like the valleys are long. The peak was valleys are long. Six, well, six, seven, and eight were all up years, and they were they were climbing. But five, six, seven, and eight were very gradual years. Eight was particularly spiky because of that situation of the fuel prices. Gotcha. And a lot of new units got put into circulation, and a lot of those new units were scooters because they got over yeah. 100 miles per gallon. Mm-hmm. That's, so the nine, that's when I bought it, my buddy. Did it start to turn back down in nine? Nine was the drop because the, the drop. third quarter of eight, eight was, was when the market exploded, mm-hmm. when everything could, fell apart. So could you also sell vacuum cleaners or something like that to supplement your income? We've been thinking about that for... So when will those 2008s be considered um, vintage bikes? Or right. Or <laughs> when do they start coming around? The scour- the, uh, scouring Craigslist. So, so I think what I overheard yeah. you talking to Liza about was... <clears throat> Trying to come up with ways to, you know, mediate this drop right. and 
and not just depend, not just ride it, but do something with it. Yeah, and she feels <coughs> she feels really strongly that it's up to us. And this is where we're about. I'm about to use the two words that I hate ever hearing as podcasters. <laughs> and oh god, the podcast alliance. Don't you feel like as a podcaster, you have a certain rely or a certain requirement or certain obligation to be. Too. Responsibility to be a positive voice of motorcycling, and I go fuck you. We're a bunch of idiots sitting around a microphone. <laughs> ah, you know more beer. Um, you can't make me responsible for anything. There's no licensing requirement to even buying one of these things. You know, and we can still post it for darn near free. So I don't feel I always run away from any time anybody saying that I have to accept any responsibility for really? anything. Imagine, <laughs> but her idea is that she wants to do. Uh, she wants to get the core of podcasters. She says there's about 20 motorcycle podcasts right now that are worth a stall, you know, worth worth looking at. All in the U.S. I assume so. Okay. Yeah, I assume so. And she said there's about 20, and I said, "Can I be number 21, please? Can I be just under that line?" Just, just, just like, oh, come on, we're close to number one. I don't know. I think. I, I don't even want to know. I right. really don't You're want to know. You're in the group of people she approached. Right. That's she called me. So what does she want us to do? Are we going to form like a NATO of <laughs> A NATO, <laughs> exactly. Motorcycle <laughs> yeah. podcasters? Yeah. 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 A G7. Yeah. 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 Of motorcycle podcasters. G- G- yeah, the G20. G20. <laughs> Once again, I'll put that out to the... Uh, Hello. Closed? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're closed. Uh, we closed at <laughs> 6 o'clock tonight. <laughs> Sure, it depends on the favor. I just live right next door. Okay. My friend was and I stopped over at the bar, but he wasn't there. Is there any way anybody, if I leave my driver's license or something, I get paid on the third. I got to get a prescription. I had colon cancer. And Not today, man. All I need is 15 bucks. We're just trying to hold our own thing together. Right. Yeah. Thanks anyway. Sure. Cool. Yeah, thank you. The... Uh, <clears throat> So her idea is, uh, yeah. we literally got panhandled yeah. in our own store. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you my driver's license. I need fifteen dollars now. I just the, need to buy some heroin at the <laughs> old at the old shop. The I'll old, fill a prescription. prescription. Over your right at the, I got colon cancer. I got colon cancer. That's the equivalent of a woman saying she's on her period. You don't ask any more questions after that. When somebody says I have colon cancer, <laughs> conversation's over. Wow, man, that's got to be a pain in the ass. Sorry, bye. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Guess I won't be shaking your hand. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Once I come back once a month. <laughs> um, at the old shop, we had a guy that would beg from us a lot. And at one point, he gave me a whole story about his son. And, and it was an elaborate story for $20. But I had this idea. I was like, well, I'm going to give this guy 20 bucks. I know he's not going to pay it back. But he won't have the balls to come back in my right. shop ever again. So, so I have bought my freedom from this guy for 20 lousy dollars. So at that point, I was like, I'll give you 10. Because I was willing to negotiate for my freedom. And I gave him $10, <laughs> and he never came back. So it cost me $10 to make Royale with cheese never come back again. <laughs> uh, so his name was Royale. Royale with cheese. Yeah. The, uh, but anyway, so the... Uh, <clears throat> So it's it's so a thing podcast that group podcast oh, group. Yeah. So of course we're gonna have to put this out to the ether again. Uh, we need acronyms because <coughs> there's no group groups can't exist without acronyms. But first, let's just talk about the first, the first mission as proposed by Liza. Right. Can we get the acronyms first? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> mission first. Acronyms are more fun. To, to do but, what? Right. No, hold on. The What's mission. The mission, the mission was they're gonna print a whole shitload of T-shirts. 
because as we know, the entire economy runs on T-shirts, yep. and they better be black. Oh. And <laughs> so the uh, unless they're bright orange, it's all about the merch. <laughs> no, those wouldn't sell, <laughs> right. but uh, black ones would. The uh, mm-hmm. exact bright orange, no. the bright orange Moto <laughs> no, no gold, orange. gold print custom shirts. So anyway, I have a bright the, yellow I, shirt. It's like the highway yellow safety. Yeah, it says loud shirt, loud shirt save lives. Loud <laughs> shirt save lives. That's a good idea. That's the uh, she wants to print the and it says uh, like you know, ask me about motorcycling. Basically, is what the shirt would say. Ask in some way, ask me about motorcycling, because she really does believe that the only way to generate more motorcyclists is to have communication. To have a dialogue, that and no mothers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was my first. You know, actually, it wasn't my mom that kept me from getting a motorcycle. I think it was my dad. While you live in my under my roof, and I'm paying your medical bills, four doors, two bumpers. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. The, uh, but I do, I agree with it to a point. I've never been one to be like. I need a friend. Talk to me. And if you've ever seen me on the third day of the motorcycle show, you'll know that I am the opposite of that. Yeah. I'm like, let's get to the part where you give me money and one of us fuck up, fucks off. And uh, But her idea is that each podcast group will be responsible for distributing these shirts at the events that we attend. So we are in touch with the motorcycling public. Therefore, we are more likely to get them out. And then I thought, rather than just give shirts away... I like to make people do tricks for things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that make the person write a paragraph about how motorcycling changed their life. Or and just record a little video. Or something, exactly. Right. Something simple. For those who are averse to writing. Right. And then we put uh, on, and we get a picture of them holding the shirt up or wearing the shirt. And then we can use that as proof that we're actually contacting people mm-hmm. and proof that we're making an impact. And then I said, she said, well, you know, each podcast would have to come up with, you know, about five or six hundred dollars <coughs> to buy these shirts. And at which point, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. You don't need a DNA test to know how Scottish my wallet is. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so. You're the, like, I have a silkscreen area. Oh, if I no, thought. No, that's not where he went. No. Oh. No, I, I, I did far better. Yeah, don't fuck my ass. Fuck somebody else's ass. <laughs> I said, you need to get in touch with the Motorcycle Industry Council, the American Motorcycle Association, <clears throat> Motorcycle Safety Foundation, because this is a good thing for motorcycling right. as a whole. They should <clears throat> pay for the shirts. And it's really inexpensive because the, hum- the human power of passing out shirts is what costs you money. Right. Getting into right. the shows at $1,000 a table costs you money. Producing shirts at a quantity of 1,200 shirts is about $2, $3 a shirt. For the getting out of bed price of three or four thousand dollars, we're doing all the heavy lifting for you. Yeah. yeah. And then on the back of the shirt, you get to put Motorcycle Industry Council or Motorcycle Safety and Foundation. Even like like Cycle World or something like that, because then they could post in their magazines some mm-hmm. of these little paragraphs. Right. Yep. Because they do need content. Yeah. They do need content. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Merritt's had a mouthful there. Merritt speaks the truth. As the young people of today say, what, Someone's what's a magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Merritt. They don't was, call her Dr. Waters right. for, you know. <laughs> for nothing right now. Hey, Merritt, when was the last time we paid for a Cycle World subscription? I have 
no idea. Mm, they're right. They just keep sending them. Okay, so do you guys get That's cycle right. word at your house? Oh, yeah. sorry. Do you get cycle word at your house? Yeah, I thought it was on this. Oh, did it? Yeah. Got a headless? I was going to go bi I think they were going bi monthly, but I think they. Do they go quarterly? Okay. If Pete says they just went quarterly. So who raises your hand? Raise your hand if you get cycle world at your house. Never. Right? Okay, so that's half of us here, and we haven't paid for it in ages. Got one subscription like three years ago. Right. For exactly. A year. Right, and they keep coming. on coming. Yeah. Right, and the content. So Merritt and I took the last episode, the last issue of Cycle World. It's called we got. an issue. It's an issue. All right, thank you. The last episode. I'm not dealing well with ancient technology. I have what an is issue. Reading? So this is. So we did, and we went through it, and of the entire magazine, there were only. Out of, I think, 68 pages, there were only 28 pages of actual content. Wow. Yeah. And that's why that explains why it's free. And the content was written about the books that had ads. Yes, it does. Absolutely. And the best best case scenario can be about two months old. That's as new as you're going to get. If a race happens today, they want to cover the race, you're not going to read about it until two months later. And you're going to read about it. On the it, it becomes irrelevant at that point, yeah. Yeah. so it really does. But yes, yeah, so the idea, my idea, of course, as always, is have somebody else pay for my fun, and so that's cool. So Eliza liked that idea. Uh, His wife is nodding right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, and how? She's like, and I pay for it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> In case the podcast is wondering, the fun coordinator. Who's been I'm paying the responsibility for the fun? coordinator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite uh, symbiotic. <laughs> well, so could I ask a question? No, it's parasitic. Okay. It's not. <laughs> I don't feel it's parasitic. Okay. So, and, you know, so just going to ask it out. Yeah. So, whenever you're trying to solve a problem, it pays to know what the problem is and have the solution be addressed to the problem. Right. So, How if the solution. How was that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> analysis. There if there the solu- right. We haven't right? heard My words like that <laughs> around this microphone <laughs> ever. Where am I? <laughs> Usually we're like, beer! Somebody say fuck so we can keep our adult rating. Street cred, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring your ratings down, sorry. But if, we if need to the, go to study group. If the solution. <laughs> I keep checking adult content, but I'm like, <laughs> the wrong like, kind of adult. I'm like, fuck, did we swear on that one? <laughs> All right, so continue. Sorry, well, continue if the solution thought. is, have a shirt that says, ask me about motorcycling, right. what do we think the problem is with the industry? Because right. I'm not sure that the, I, I don't, I, that could address a lot of different things, but I'm not sure I understand what the problem or problems are that are a decrease in new bike sales and whether this is functionally related to that or not. So I, I'd be curious to hear maybe... Well, you'll agree that there's you're a problem have the committee. of... committee. Let's just put it that way. And the shirt's going to say, Ask Dr. Waters. <laughs> that would be a good shirt. Yeah. For an we should do a shirt that says, Ask Dr. Waters. What would Dr. Waters the, uh, do? Cleveland Moto, Ask Dr. Dr. Waters. Oh, the, uh, well, I think we all agree that the problem is could that be a new bike sales are podcast. half of what they were. But why? Oh, why? Exactly. But why? Yeah. The market is flooded. People don't have money. Motorcycle is dangerous. You know, why? Are, why? And that's where we're getting a lot of different answers from a lot of different places. But all they're, they're all doing one thing. They have one thing in common, and they're blaming millennials. Oh. Now, I just read an article about that. When the interesting thing is, well, the interesting. Yeah, we we've done our job at populating the millennials. <laughs> it was written like three months ago. I just got it this morning. Well, yeah. <laughs> well it's true. Uh, I'll tell you what. My fourteen-year-old can't wait to get her first motorcycle. This is, and she's an absolute minority. She's right. absolute minority, right? The uh, 
the complaint that I've written, the most popular article written about motorcycling in general for the past six months is has the words millennials are killing motorcycle market in it and today i found 14 different articles yeah, just read that all said the Almost same thing exactly that yeah. title or right. for, for motorcycles me. why are motorcycle nice. sales dropped nice. <laughs> it's uh it's millennials and the the basic the, the more i've read into it the more i've taken and this is me saying i'm not i'm not agreeing with this mm-hmm. i'm just saying what their complaint is their complaint is that millennials have been less excited about getting their car driver's license. Less people who are under the, less people who are 16 years old this year have gotten their car license than at any other time in automotive known history. That's true. I mean, my niece is 22, almost 22 years old and has yet to get her it's driver's license. Uber and Lyft is just mm-hmm. like and Crossings, you guys yeah, here. So now this is why it's cool to have you guys here right now. Yeah, you guys no, are nodding your heads so hard. And he's, yeah, I'll get him when I want to. Right. Wow. No drive. I just couldn't no. wait oh, to get my driver's license. I disagree, I disagree <laughs> with the no drive, though, because we've talked about this before. <laughs> it's the fact that when I was 16, if I wanted to go hang out with my friends, right. I had to go find them right. at their yeah. houses yeah. or you know, collect them in my car so mm-hmm. we could go somewhere. Yeah, you didn't get on your smartphone right. well, and text that. them. It's, I go home on the Xbox. They're with all their friends. Yep. Virtually, they're on a <clears throat> playing a video game yep. with Six other their friends, yeah. so they don't have to go over they're to Dave's house to play the Atari Twenty Six Hundred because they're all there virtually. Well, virtually, they're all there playing anyway. Okay, and in the Star Trek conference room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's I mean, cool. my my nephews could not wait to get the driver's licenses. God I mean, they were like Fox. at sixteen. When did I get my driver's license? Yeah. And they and they saved up money and they bought cars. But clearly, my, but my niece is just like seven years uh, ago. Where, where they live though, too. Like I live in Lakewood. Yeah. They live in Fairview. Okay, well, kids in Lakewood seem yeah. to be like everything's they so don't close care. together. Yeah. They, they no, just don't care about their relationship. Oh, yeah. Well, they they just wanted cars to have cars. Okay, they you like know, cars. Yeah, it, it, it was it was less about like traveling. It was more like I got a car. Well, the problem is statistics right now mm-hmm. are not lying. They're sh- they're saying very clearly that we have less sixteen year olds getting their licenses right Jeez. now. Than at any other point in automotive history. Well, here's now, a point, if like, I gave the okay to get yeah. the motorcycle license, right. he'd have it. Mm. Ah, yeah, then do it. Now, I will say that I've. I've mm-hmm. got I mean, you've raised sons. three sons. I've got right. three sons. Yeah. All three of them mm-hmm. want to ride motorcycles. Right. Because I'm a motorcycle rider, and they've seen it. Right. Okay. You're responsible You're for the next rider. generation. You're a motorcycle rider. Right. How many kids do you guys have? Zero. Okay. Exactly. So it's your fault that you're not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you need to have motorcycle kids. The fact that we didn't have kids <laughs> 20 years up. ago. That's crashing the market. It's crashing right the market. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people like Phil and Merritt deciding that the sticker on the back of their car shows Phil and Merritt and two cats. And a shit ton of motorcycles. There, you know? Just a shit ton of motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the license plate for that says my other car is 12 motorcycles that don't run. <laughs> right. yeah. But did you boys want to get driver's car driver's license or just motorcycle driver's well, license? Well, okay. None of my boys got driver's licenses until they were 20 or 21. My choice, though. Seriously? Wow. My choice. Absolutely. My choice. I was not going to pay the Those premiums. Those are the bluest balls ever. <laughs> huh? You're a, you're a hard uh, dad, Mr. Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Smile when you say that, Opie. <laughs> well, that, 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 Good that, Lord, I had my driver's son, license when I was yeah, 16. Yeah. So, so I, my youngest son is 18. <laughs> yeah. I, said, no, I think I'm it not, was. You, you can get a state ID. But, the, but he does want it. He just said Brady. He does, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. He just took and he ain't going to get it until he's 21. Right. And, and when Ty went away to college yeah. over at Slippery Rock, yeah. he didn't drink. Yeah. And he would go out with his buddies, and they'd say, all right, well, you're not drinking, so you drive. He said, well, I don't have my driver's license. Well, what the fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do we need you for? <laughs> my God, yeah. man. Huh. Yeah. Holy he's shit. He's going to attract girls, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, huh. that's why you can only date girls that drive. But you know what? Well, that keeps him from bringing home any 16-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. You know, he's only dating right girls that are older than him because they have a license. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so when are did we blaming the insurance companies then? Because because the premiums are so high, we don't want our kids to drive, so we're driving them everywhere. <clears throat> that's just they don't me, need to get a license. That's no, that's, me. hey, uh, that's is that happening in your yeah. household? Not personally ours because we want our son to drive so we can drive the other two around. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, as any oldest child will tell <laughs> yeah. you, it's worth the payment. It's we got exactly. our licenses at 15 and a half. <laughs> yeah. right. I don't want to drive. You take your brother somewhere. 15 and a half. Go down and get a shitbox. Come back. Exactly. Yep. Learn how to parallel park and right. I expect you to be driving people But everywhere. other people, yes, I do know personally that like, yeah. well, I, they didn't get their GPA high enough. Right. They're gonna, their insurance is going to be more expensive. We're not going to pay for it, so yeah. they can't get a car. Yeah. So I think the millennials issue is probably very, well, no. it could be very real. However, I don't know what the podcast community can do about it. Right. right. That's yeah. the hardest thing. So we thing. have to find a problem that exists that we can do something about. By God, before we can fix anything, let's find a better problem. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll be can we make a better problem? One we can solve easily. Can we build it? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Let's invent two. something we already have the solution to. <laughs> exactly. I have too many old motorcycles. We need a problem for that. <laughs> so at the motorcycle yeah. show, you'll see that Harley always has a display where they got a bike up on a roller or something trail? like that. Yeah. And yeah. People that don't ride and get right the hell up there and do what? They just go ride, vroom. Yeah, they go make, know, they make and, noise. And it's like, Jesus Christ. They turn dinosaurs so into sound. Yeah. So yeah. getting people's ass on a bike in some way, shape, or form yeah. is certainly going to electrify the impulse. Who around this table knows about the town of Ryder, North Dakota? You're not supposed to. It has 85 occupants. <laughs> okay, but Ryder. I want to live there. But Ryder, North Dakota, has one thing that's really, really interesting about Ryder, North Dakota. Everybody knows a Ryder, a Bronco Bull. R Y D E R. R Y D E R. One hundred percent. One hundred. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent of their adult population. Family. Over the age of 18 has a motorcycle license. This family tree is a festivist pole. <laughs> oh. So they all they have a motorcycle license. 100% of their adult population I mean, yeah. over 18 all has their motorcycle license. How they work that out? Because they're Harley in North Davidson, Dakota. Harley uh, Davidson. Because Harley Davidson went into the town and decided that they were going to make Ryder, North Dakota into a marketing mecca. Hmm. They painted the fire plugs oh, orange geez. and black. Yeah. <laughs> the town water tank, mm-hmm. which Harley looks Davidson. very much like the water tank that's above the Harley Davidson factory on Juno Street oil in Milwaukee. Replace all the dripping Harley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they painted it to say, and it says Harley Davidson on the water tank, white brilliant. water tank. Yeah, that's brilliant. And all the females they... get a tramp stamp tattoo for the reason. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, High school only goes to the third grade now. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but, wow. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> They brought I didn't in know the third grade was in the high school. <laughs> it is there. The uh, they brought in the eighteen wheelers of the Harley Rider program, 
And so every person over the age of 18 was given absolutely free motorcycle training to get their endorsement so that they could have the first town, granted, only 85 people, the first town that had 100% motorcycle endorsements. And they chose the town because of the name and and a small population. It was like the perfect Mm -hmm. uh, perfect storm. storm. But what made the most sense out of that to me was they gave them free motorcycle rider training. training. So that's something that... And they made it really fun. They made, made it things fun. work. So they got the marathon. Well, wants to figure some shit out, yeah. go back to the Motorcycle Safety Foundations. Yeah. Look, every Tuesday or every first Friday of every month, people get free motorcycle training. What the shit does anybody care? What's I, it cost? Well, Nothing. BMW offers, if you take the <clears throat> Motorcycle Safety Foundation course, mm-hmm. and then you buy a motorcycle, I think you get $500 worth of gear. They just give you a $500 worth Zero of gear. electric motorcycles. If you can prove that you are now taking or have taken it within the past six months, the MSF course, you get $500 off of any zero motorcycle. Hmm. So these are kind of the same right. incentives in the same incentives. vein. Absolutely. And zero will also give you $500 off if you're active duty mil- or, I'm sorry, military or uh, law enforcement or EMS. What if I took it programs? 10 years ago? Nope. Damn. That's not part of the solution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that word needs yeah. to get out there more. Yeah. And they need to use the podcasting world. Get that out there, and uh, well, there's also this. Story. Yeah, there's, but there also thing is, what Liza? could you do? I mean, and what <laughs> each person, what would you do, Liza? Well, what would you do? I mean, okay, so the idea of getting somebody a T-shirt that says "Ask Me About Motorcycling," uh, you know, the Masonic Order operates that you can't advertise for membership. To be one, ask one is the kind of thing mm-hmm. that they do, and <clears throat> this is the same idea. Ask me about motorcycling. You know, ask me about Jenny Craig. Ask me about Amway. Whatever. Uh, but what would you... Well, okay. So you've got somebody... you got somebody you met. So you're just, you know, you're just down at your local bar. And you meet somebody at the bar and you're like, wow, <clears throat> he's a Capricorn. He's got blue eyes. We have a lot in common. I think this might be the one. I've never said that. How do I get him... How do I get him to be interested in riding motorcycles? Because riding motorcycles is a big part of my life, you know? Uh is that recruiting thing. I mean, that's what it is. It's hmm. recruiting. Yeah. You know? So what's your opening line? I don't know, man. The opening line is, tell, tell me about your motorcycle. Doesn't this motorcycle make my dick look big? You know? <laughs> that's, uh, no, it doesn't. But it, like, tell she'd never been on a motorcycle in her life. Right? Who's she? Phil? Not once ever. Merritt had never when been I on a... When I met Phil, I had never right. been on a motorcycle. And neither so, had her father. Yeah. And I cured both of those issues. Well. Right? I made him take a ride on the back of my Magna. On the back of my Super Magna. That counts. It counts. <laughs> he never he was he was so much against me riding motorcycles mm-hmm. that he put a bounty up, mm-hmm. a sizable bounty that said if you will agree to not no, strike that. If you will agree to stop riding motorcycles in any form, I will give you this bounty. Because he didn't want her dying on a right. motorcycle. Yeah. Or you. Well, but true, yeah. right? It's a side effect. He might have been okay with that. Yeah. He, was, he was pretty sure that if I wasn't was, riding him, they weren't going to kill her. She wasn't riding him. Right? That's it. Yeah. But, did yeah. you think about it for any minute? We had a discussion about it. We did. Right. We had a discussion about it. It was a long time ago. And it was such a long time ago that mm. the amount of money he offered would have changed my life at the time mm-hmm. beyond measure. Mm-hmm. It was almost $10,000. No, I think it was ten thousand dollars, 
But back then, that was enough that would have changed my life in an astronomical mm. way, okay? Um, because I had more debt than anybody could imagine. 25 years ago. It was 25 years ago, right. So, mm-hmm. but the idea that the man was willing to pay $10,000 to make me not a biker. Jeez. Right? Is that offer still available? Because <laughs> we think yeah, Phil's had enough. Yeah. We think, yeah, we think really. Phil's had enough. Had enough. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm done with these things. I'm done with these things. Bruce, I'm done with them. Where's my money? No, you can't tell him that. <laughs> yeah. Tell him you're done. He's not giving you the money. He's I'm gonna make more risky decisions unless you come up with ten thousand dollars plus twenty five years interest. <laughs> we just we just bought a. I've uh, been thinking about. We just heroin. bought a ball of. We just bought a. <laughs> you know, if I would have invested that ten thousand dollars in Google twenty five years ago, oh, they'd be uh, worth this now. Or invented so, motorcycles. Or invented. <laughs> <laughs> he did invest. <laughs> I think ten thousand more. Some of them are for sale. Exactly. If anyone would like, if anyone would like to argue with their spouse about Jeez. how vintage motorcycles is a form of an investment, mm. I will hold up Exhibit A. It's in my hand right now, and I'd be willing to take what I paid for all of them. How many carburetors are on that page? Oh shit! There's at least thirty-five carburetors That's on this page. More yeah. than all the popsicle sticks in the world. <laughs> That's a pain in the ass right there. I look down at this, and I don't see a future museum. I see. Many nights in the garage. Well, what no. are some other ideas about what we think is is um, wrong? You know how that we think that we're why, on this. Why they're not selling? Yeah. I mean, but what what about like the schools? I mean, not putting it on the schools, but I mean, like drivers ad or stuff like that. I mean, I'm um, from yeah. This we don't do drivers. I, I don't know in yeah. Greater Cleveland. Yeah. I don't know of any schools that still do drivers ed. It's all gone. More oh, they're private, right? Yeah. More yeah. rural schools. Well, might. that's I don't and know, that's but, a big. Uh, I mean, that was making it a lot easier oh, for the kids to be sure. able to do take okay, the course and right. be able to. Did get you take it in high school? Ah, uh, no. Now, the whole different system. It was, it was oh, really? uh, actually I got it also. 15 close to 16 with my parents' approval mm-hmm. and just got my driver's license. Oh, really? Did the exam and. Yeah, I, so did, I did mine privately. But, I mean, even when I went to school, and, you know, there were the dinosaurs had died out, but the really hairy <laughs> creatures were still there. But the, uh, that was 1986. Mm-hmm. We still had to take a, a high school, we had to take a high school driving class. Mm-hmm. We couldn't just go off at 15 and a half or 16 and just walk in and get the license. You had to have some sort of a training you certificate. Did but they had, I mean, there yeah. was some... Private institutions that did it too. Oh yeah, correct. correct. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did mine privately. Private. Yeah, I did mine through school. Did you do a private training like a, or did you just? No, I just went direct. Well, my dad taught me and actually just went directly to. But the you didn't have any kind of stuff. certification. No, no. Okay. And, well, Mexico is a little different. Yeah. And, and actually, they at schools they don't do. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And in schools they don't teach <clears> you like Trevor said. They, okay. We never. Right. And still probably don't have that. Is is it popular? I mean, you're from Tijuana. It's a big. That's a big built up city. Is it popular? Is it real popular out there for 16-year-olds to have licenses, or is it just is that pretty rare? Oh, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I mean, like in uh, high school, they were just pretty much the teachers' cars, and a couple of them had them back in really? the day. Right okay. now, you can barely fit a car in there anymore. So everybody's just, driving. Like, everybody has some. Yeah. And cell phones and right. a lot of well, yeah. shit. But right. in general, everybody right. has a car. So it's just mm-hmm. – it's as popular right. in Mexico for a 16-year-old to have a license. Oh, yeah. Because I know in Europe, is. a 16-year-old with a license, is you don't ever no. see that. No, 18. Financially, it would be almost impossible. Yeah. 18 is almost guaranteed, and usually not till 20 or 21 because of the right. finances and It is closer involved. to 18. Yeah. I mean, but it's, yeah. it's, it's mostly at least you have the advantage of actually you can use it every once in a while when your parents sure. you use it or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It seems to me like we're up against the same thing as smoking. How do we make people more smoke? Well, <laughs> you know, here's what I'm saying. 
Ooh, the candy smoke. ones. There you go. Here's what I'm saying, as we have our vapor over yeah. here, is that, you know, it's something that young people aren't smoking the way they used to. You're right. They've they're lost not. that market. Yeah, they've lost the market. Because it was mm. proven Joe to be dangerous. Joe Camel's rolling in his grave. Guess what? This is proven to be dangerous, or at least under some circumstances. So I think... We, I don't know if we can, I mean, I'm sure, I think, I don't know if the tobacco industry is doing okay or not. My guess is it may not be. Well, profit margins. But it feels like some of the same thing. You know, um, the difference is that part of what I think the problem is the glut of bikes that are in the market. It's flooded, flooded, flooded with used, good used bikes. Hard to make a case for buying a brand new motorcycle when there's a lot of really great deals out there. So partly I think we're dealing with the loss of the millennials. Because mm-hmm. they just are who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we can recoup. I don't know how much we can do to recoup that. So the Here's article a, I spent. You go ahead. Uh, my hypothesis is that when we were kids, everyone had a bicycle, right. and bicycles were modeled after cars and motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it was like kind of a natural progression mm-hmm. to want to mm-hmm. go faster, Bicycle, moped, go farther, like motorcycle, something yeah. cooler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And when right. you got to a certain age, it was a rite of passage and a, like a, a certain amount of freedom to get right. a driver's license mm-hmm. in a car. Nowadays, kids get their kicks off of video games. Right. Like kids sometimes, my neighbors got two kids, they don't even know how to ride a bicycle, let yeah. alone own a bicycle. But they play the hell out of video games. And look at the excitement you can get from video games, whether it's a, you're pretending to drive a car, you're pretending to fly a plane, you're shooting mm-hmm. somebody, you're doing whatever you want. But I think some of these kids now aspire to... A bigger computer, a faster computer, right. to be a YouTube star, to be a video game yeah. star. That's, so yeah. there's a different aspiration. It's true. I did want where, to be Evil Knievel. Right. We right. grew up yeah. wanting to be Evil Knievel. I literally thought <laughs> that if I worked hard and broke enough bones, I too could someday be Evil Knievel. And, and you, you thought, tried. like, I have a bicycle. One day I'm going to have this motorized yeah. two-wheel machine. Oh, I was flying a bicycle how, as far as I could fly a bicycle. how fast right? I could I mean, go. Right. Yeah, that was it. So, so maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, And I... So the art, go ahead. So in Rocky River, I'm from Rocky River, the middle yeah. school and the elementary Because the people in Europe understand that. Have <laughs> in the spring, ride your bike to school week. Yes. And yes. I got to tell you, there's a shitload of bikes oh, out yeah. there. Yeah, they fill the racks and, up. And, yeah. and so it's not that the bikes aren't out there and kids aren't riding them. Right. So there's a concerted effort to do it for that one week, right. which is kind of from spring into the beginning of summer. Mm. So then they're all out there in the summer, and then we pick them off with our cars. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can tell First you First day of buck season. <laughs> my 14-year-old daughter loves her bicycle. Yeah. She loves the freedom of uh, being able to hop on her bicycle and ride to the library or wherever she wants to go. Up to the, get like, cigarettes. That all depends. Yeah, to get cigarettes. That all depends and <laughs> on your <laughs> on your tough traffic <clears throat> on where you live, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like Pete was saying in Lakewood... Uh, yeah. my, my wife's older son, I think he was like 23, maybe. 22 or 23. Before he knew how to ride a bicycle? No, before he got his driver's license. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he went he everywhere on a bicycle. Right. You know, uh, where I live now, there's no sidewalks. I got right. a question for you guys. I mean, you what ain't going anywhere on a bicycle. You're going to get run over. Yep. <laughs> when I was a kid, as soon as I was old enough to like travel a little bit on my own, I- I rode my bicycle to the Honda shop, and I would hang out at the Honda shop, like looking at the little dirt bikes until they told you, like, "Hey, kid, get out of here!" You know, I never. Hey, kid, get your dick. No matter what the distance was that my parents said I was allowed to go on my bicycle, I was going triple that. Yeah. And every ride was an adventure, and every ride was how much further can I go? 
get busted or not get busted, I don't care how much further can I go. Yeah. And that never stopped. That sense of that, that sense of doing that didn't stop until I got to Alaska on a motorcycle and went. I gotta, gotta fucking turn around now. Right? <laughs> when I was a kid growing up, my uh, yeah. mom said you're not allowed to have a ten speed bicycle because they go too fast. That was her understanding. <laughs> <laughs> ten times faster. Because they have ten right. speeds. She could have just broke your ankle. <laughs> she, she didn't want to. She didn't want me to have toy guns either. So mm. what I do? Uh-huh. Since I was old enough to right. leave the house, I rode my bicycle to all the over the United States, <laughs> <laughs> and then I joined the army. Right. <laughs> now I'm riding motorcycles, mom. And one of these days, she's gonna. She'll understand. Yeah, well, she understands now. The, uh, She's seen the error of her ways. Well, what if it has nothing to do? What if it has nothing to do with millennials? What if it has everything to do with the economy? And where I'm coming <coughs> from with the economy is the the economy as it relates to young people, because young people historically, uh, mm. your number one motorcycle buyer, law of averages, was the 25 year old male. He just, he just historically was the guy buying most of the motorcycles. Between 25 and 35 years old was the largest cultural group, largest, most significant group of people buying motorcycles since motorcycles have been invented. <clears throat> and yet now it's not happening. So the number one motorcycle buyer right now is 48 to 53-year-old man. Mm. Okay, that's statistically the highest bike in our... And women, which used to be purchasing three or four years ago, women which were purchasing about... Two to three percent of motorcycles are now purchasing about eight to ten percent of motorcycles. Very fast growing group, Mm -hmm. but still not a massive number. Now, here's the thing about those 25 year old males. I read a thing today that kind of put forth maybe these young people aren't just so intact, you know, attached to their iPhone thumb powered devices. Maybe it's not just that. Maybe it's they are aware of the financial. Mm. burdens of their parents they're aware of the financial burdens of society as a whole and they don't see themselves as being financially capable of buying a six or seven thousand dollars motorcycle well they Bullshit. don't and the bank doesn't, the bank doesn't. go ahead oh, no no because you know what they don't need to buy a six or seven thousand dollar motorcycle number one okay they can buy a twenty five hundred dollar motorcycle but children don't think that way because when and i was Chris seven, has so, one well, for sale well but but but, <laughs> yeah. but here, here here's the they're gonna spend a thousand bucks on a new friggin' phone. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 not like the money's right. not there. Right. That's so, a necessity, like breathing air for them. Whether it is or it isn't, yeah. you know, they'll they'll make sacrifices to buy that one thousand dollar phone. Okay? We see, so if they yeah. want a bike, they'll make sacrifices to, to buy a twenty five hundred dollar yeah. bike. Yeah. Here's another point, though, too. When we were kids, like I carried newspapers for like seven years, from the time I was right. like ten years old to the time I was seventeen. Yeah. And somewhere in that... You can't do that now. And right, when's and the last time you saw... You have, to, you have to be a freaking adult to deliver paper. When's the last time you saw a kid walking down the street with a paper bag over his shoulder? When was the last time you saw a kid walking down the street with a shovel? True, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. Snowboarders, <laughs> yeah, snowboarders. I'm 48 years old right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Our driveway would be clean if we had some kids in the neighborhood. I got three boys. All three of my boys worked. And as a matter of fact, right. Egan is over at the Beach Cliff Tavern in the dish room. Yeah, and you didn't so, let them drive so, until they're 21. Well, that's You're right. running some sort of weird Gestapo yeah, so, boot camp over there. So mom has to, to pick them up for more. How much money goes in the bank? Yeah. How many of those three have bought motorcycles? Uh, anyhow. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. You're not helping the economy. Come on, Marquita Chris. dad over here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How many did I buy, though? You know, I got six. He's keeping so. his end up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
the, all I know is right now, I'm going to go over to his, his house when he's not there, and I'm going to teach his three sons how to steal three motorcycles out of his garage, because those kids should be ripping you off. They've earned it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I stole the car from, I mean, I stole my own car several times, because I was too young to drive it, but I owned it. But I used to go ride in my own car. I'll give you the oh, yeah. keys. I'll give you the keys. You uh, teach them all how to ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. But I, mean, I, I do think trying the Ask Me About Motorcycling t-shirt idea is a good idea. I yeah. think it's going to be a good information gathering situation. Yeah. Because I do. It's going to result in talking to a lot of motorcyclists. That's the plus. The plus side is, yeah. just want a t-shirt and are thinking about. It's, it's a huge information gathering thing. And we'll give, because we don't have good capitalizable ideas about how to do And we're this. still at the pink ribbon stage. I don't have any idea what that means. The I pink knew. ribbon. The pink <laughs> ribbon is all about breast like, pen. look, I'm aware of yeah. breast cancer. Breast cancer. Right? Look, awareness. I'm doing my part. Mm-hmm. It's a pink ribbon. But it's not really researching something. Right. It's not really, you know, but it's the pink ribbon shows you care. <laughs> home and may have something to say about that. <laughs> Susan, <laughs> Susan, Susan Goldman is a multi-billionaire based right. on boot cancer. So we're going to keep the politics out of it. But the point being is, at, at least at this point, what we're doing is, if if somebody follows the game and gets the paragraph or gets the video or gets the T-shirt into the hands of somebody, um, or you could put a bounty on it the other way and say, Luke, bring somebody to the shop who doesn't ride, and let's just talk to them. Right. Let's find out. And if you bring in your friend, we're going to give you some kind of a deal. Yeah. You know, you're going to buy a motorcycle. I'll tell you what, the next time you come in here to sign your paperwork, bring your buddy with you. But bring a buddy who doesn't ride or hasn't been on a bike in 20 years. Right. And let's get him back on a motorcycle. Because there's another big big thing. is a lot of people that had motorcycles back in 1992 um, stopped riding them. The and they haven't gotten back on them again. Why is that? Why is that? What? Kids. People had yep. kids. Back in 1992, I could have bought any number of, like, Vintage Nortons yeah. or you know Triumphs. Mm-hmm. Like I had people just like, oh, dude, I got this yeah. Triumph. Yeah, two hundred. They were getting out of riding, man. They yeah, were riding. I sold to you for two hundred bucks. It was, you know, it was like, doing this. It was dropping off fast. Yeah, I if, 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 if your aunt had boss, you'd be your uncle too. I mean, it's like it's like there's no, no, all yeah, kind but of like deals. But that, one of the main reasons yeah. Yeah. Probably deals right now, yeah. you just don't see them until you get twenty years down the road. You're like, I could have had like back in the early nineties, I could have. Any number of free Hondas. Yeah. 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 I had people say, oh, I have this Honda CB750. You want it? Well, that Honda CB750, when it came out, was a super bike. It was the super bike. <coughs> yeah. yeah. And then when you got this new batch of 600cc class yeah. bikes with race technology, those things were like dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And now they're becoming cool again, or they are cool. They were always were cool, but they were like overlooked for like a period of ten to fifteen years. Yeah. And now they're like back in vogue. And if you have one of these survivors, like we talked about earlier, you know that's like there's a certain group of guys there as you say. Chris is raising his hand. There is a segment of the market that's really getting into motorcycle riding and ATV riding and dirt bike riding at the Mount Pleasant Willie Kings kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. But it's incredibly popular. Yeah, but that's all illegal riding. Well, but. All that they're not buying said, bikes either. <laughs> no, they're stealing them. <laughs> but they're going nuts for this stuff, and yeah. it's and 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 it's a cultural thing, and they're just the fathers and the kids are all right, and all this other kind of stuff, and they're just going nuts. So well, that's why copy when you, what they're doing. When you go to the Cleveland uh, impound lot, it's all dirt bikes and ATVs. How do you know? I've looked at the website. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I'm going there stealing them on the weekends. I have found inadvertently, um, I've got many nieces and, um, and, and nephews as well, but um, a lot of nieces. And I have found inadvertently that by taking them out on a motorcycle, like, because I'll take a bike home from the shop, and, right. hey, yeah. I've got a bike and the bike, hey, can I take a ride? And the initial for me to take them out was they're getting into a driving age, mm. and some of them are already driving. Oh, okay. Was to get them aware of being out in traffic and being so open to cars, and get them aware of when they're riding, driving, mm-hmm. to be aware of motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Cool. Was the initial mm-hmm. impact? That's pretty <coughs> cool. Get them, hey, <clears throat> we're out on a bike now. Look at how there's nothing around us, and there's a car sitting next to us. Right. Be aware when you're driving. <clears throat> yeah. There's motorcycles around mm-hmm. you while you're driving. Was my initial. You forward-thinking individual. Right. He is. But mm-hmm. then it comes to the fact that, you know, my 14-year-old niece wants a motorcycle more than anything else in the world right now, mm. and she's saving for one wow. because she wants she wants to ride to West Virginia in the snow on a motorcycle, which is insane to me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she texted me this. When she's ready, <clears throat> BW200. Okay, so some lightweight, yeah. yeah. some knobbies on it. I, yeah, we You've seen the BW200. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then two of my yeah. other nieces, I That's just not a street legal like, bike, though, I want a motorcycle. Right? I want to ride. This is so much fun. So she's getting she's people 14. out to do it is, mm-hmm. is something. Just getting them out in the open air and feeling what a motorcycle mm-hmm. can do yeah. makes people interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it just that was just a side effect of just wanting them to be aware of it. And you guys are running a teenage group, right, for, yes. with your church? Yep. How many how many kids do you have in your group? That About show? 12. About 12 kids. And are any of them, like, super? I'm trying to get them all to go to the motorcycle show. So that was we really thing. Who wants to go? Yeah. And, so, uh, and did hands go up? We have, no, yeah, we have enough yeah. passes to get everybody in. Right. So I'm like, we'll get yeah. everybody in. Yeah. But I think <coughs> we have at least four or five who want to go. In our yeah, that's my question is who wants to go? Yeah. yeah. Who really wants to go? And then I, I brought up the thing that James has a XS, no, a GS450? Yeah, yeah, something. That he's like, if you guys want it to build and then, you know, right. you guys can sell it. For charity to make, money. Yeah. To make money for your, for, your for your group. And I said, right. absolutely. I brought that up. I'm like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. So they actually want to build a bike. So that'd Fantastic. be a lot of fun. Yeah. That'd be and great. Just getting people into being aware of bikes like that. But, you know. Do you know any other churches that got like 15 more bikes like that? <laughs> <laughs> we got two in the back behind yeah, our house right now. If it takes off, though, we can right. build a bunch of them. Because we could have these churches drag racing against <laughs> right. each other. We could have a whole... We could build off of churches. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus built my Honda. You got it. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. But Oh, blessed mother of acceleration. Just yeah. getting the, uh, the, the, the younger kids, again... There's that gap between the millennials and the kids I'm working with, right. and my kids and my nieces. But <clears throat> yeah. just getting them out there and tinkering and, and riding. Because is like there a gap? There. Is this the gap Pete was talking about earlier? It might be. Because yeah. maybe maybe it's maybe the ones that are right now, maybe the 25 year olds right now are lost cause. Just keeping right. the generation. But yeah. maybe we got to wait 10 more years for these kids to come up. Yeah. It might be. I mean, I, I hate to say it there. that way. We got to hang in there. Yeah. I need to open up a oh. chainsaw. Oh. But it's, 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 it's a lot easier if, if you have someone in the family that's really invested in in, in learning and doing and wrenching, uh-huh. opposed to someone that just buys it, yep. has it just for display, right. takes it to the shop, doesn't even that's know right. how to change the spark plug, right. and that doesn't 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 trickle down to the next generation or kids mm-hmm. or anybody. It's like I don't want to just buy a right. thing that I have it mm-hmm. there and I only use it once a month or. And who's the role model? Like, is the role model the guy next door who yells at his wife and kicks his dog and rides the Harley and makes bad decisions? And you don't want to be that guy because that guy causes you a lot of stress. Yeah. So you don't want to be that guy. So you want to do everything right, not that guy. Yeah. Or is the role model the extremely interesting person 
who's having fun all the time and making like making it look like it's a commercial for motorcycles. Right. Rallies and just and, hanging right, out right. and just meeting like, new is people. Your, is, your, yeah. is your influence of motorcycles a super duper cool guy or a super duper dickhead? Mm-hmm. And that's is the problem that in you know the I'm buying a status symbol Harley thing are all those bikes that are out now that are being pushed out in front of houses on Sunday being polished and waxed yeah. and there's nobody who wants to ride a motorcycle less than the kid who at the age of six was forced to polish the spokes. Right. Yeah, it's true. You lost that kid. You're never getting him back. And if you look at the timeline, it's almost perfect. Because when Harley Davidson was selling that 96 Mooglide with all the chrome all over it, Johnny, who was polishing the spokes, is now 26 years old. Yeah. Really, and wants Johnny? Nothing to do with that motorcycle. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> he couldn't. He, to him, the word motorcycle, he just gets shakes and yeah, just hates it. Have you, have yeah. you seen? Just her, goes in the corner and pees himself. Have you seen or do you know of any numbers of the percentage of, let's say, Harleys in I the do. states against I do. anything else? So in <clears throat> Kai, must have been flooded like hell, right? Well, it's really bad here. Uh, we have the worst number here, depending on which team you're on. I guess it's the worst number or the best number. Right now in Cuyahoga County, Harley Davidson represents seventy percent of new unit sales, uh. which means all of the other companies. You name the company, they're fighting for thirty percent of what's left of the pie. Now, Budaguzzi, less than one percent. Oh, yeah. yeah, less than one percent. So the. Uh, now, in other places, California, for instance, the numbers c- turned almost the other way around mm-hmm. for Harley-Davidson. Harley-Davidson in California is about oh, really? 42%. Now, there's still a well, vast majority, well, yeah, that's not huge majority, yeah. but there's still about 40%. Uh, so, California, Harley-Davidson actually has a relatively weak presence comparatively. Yeah. And right. that's because there's a lot a, of people in California want to ride other bikes. There's a huge dirt bike scene there. Yes, there yeah. is. And yeah. a huge sport bike scene. Yes, there is. Which Harley does not represent either of the That's categories. exactly right. What what percentage of American motorcycle sales does California own? Uh, it's or, usually one or two. It's, as far as states' rankings go. Or like they sell 25% of the bikes. I don't know. That wouldn't surprise me. I, I don't know, but I would say, yeah, when you're number large. one or number two, you're probably in the 20s. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. right. Just on just on a basic payout of, you know, high states and low states, you know, it's Ohio, Texas, Florida, um, sorry, California, Florida, Texas, Ohio. I think right now is the lineup. I can't <coughs> quote it on. Ohio. We've always been remarkably well. Wow. Yeah. Um, and you know why? No. How many bikes do you own, Chris? I don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true that people in Ohio that own motorcycles tend to own more than one. It's a real thing because the ratio of owners to garages, more people here have garages. And where you see garages, you see multiple bike ownership. And so it's not uncommon. cars parked in driveways. (laughs) Exactly right. A lot of rusty cars and a lot of very clean motorcycles. Multiple bikes parked in multiple garages so you can't store them in one garage. Right. I mean, I I can tell you from my neighborhood, there's about a bike every other house. Yeah. So should we promote more garage building? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Nice. The Amish would love that. Because we got the Amish. <laughs> we, got the Amish. Yeah. we can corner the market did on the that. Did the Amish build your garage? Yes, they did. Did a damn fine job of it. The uh, the Yoders? The Yoders did. The Yoders built a hell out of that garage. And they showed up at a Yoder toter. <laughs> and the Yoder. The, uh, Merit still gets chills every time she sees one the of those. The old 12-person yeah. panel van. <laughs> That's a, it's a Yoder toter. I learned to drive on a Yoder toter. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Parallel did, park in a fifteen passenger van. Yep. Did you wow. did you drive actual Yoders? No. Oh. <laughs> well, that doesn't count. 
And that's what all your that's all your neighbors did on the weekends. <clears throat> Drive the Amish around. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's about it. I really think that Liza's onto something and I really I like the idea and I want to promote it. Yes. What we wanted to talk about in the podcast was to get people who listen to the podcast thinking mm-hmm. about what you could do, what effect you could have mm-hmm. to increase to make us money. Nah, increase the number of riders by one. How to yes. share your passion for motorcycling in such a way right. that it makes other people want to do it when they're not sure if they want to. Right. See, listen to Dr. Waters. Well, she's the reason she's it's saying it so nicely. She brings quite an eloquence to our normally, <laughs> you know, to our super <laughs> shitty podcast. Yeah. So we had an actual request for you know bring in bring in Emmy, Renee, or Merritt to talk about <laughs> new motorcycle ownership or ridership. Oh, they were actually wanted to talk about ladies' motorcycle riding, and I was just like, well. I think that we've kind of shared. How much riding have you been doing? Have you been getting? You've been getting out there. Not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. And Merritt has been hasn't been riding a lot either because of the job. She gets yeah. to ride a little bit. Yeah. But she's been she's not been riding as much as she has in the past. And well, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. She. You don't ride because of your job. I mean. Yeah, go ahead. Fire it up. Just give the give the quickie. <coughs> what quickie. I was actually thinking about, and I was debating whether to, to share it or not, is I think something that could be capitalized on in terms of increasing people in motorcycling mm-hmm. is, and it seems a little far afield, but there's a huge movement in mindfulness right now in this country. And motorcycling is an extremely mindful activity. You can only do one thing. You have to be super present. You can only do one thing. And that's my favorite thing about it. There are many obstacles to me riding motorcycles. Where I go, what I have to be wearing, what I have to take with me, even though I'm not toting kids around. It's not practical for me to ride to work because of all the errands and things I need to do. If we could make our lives less busy, less hectic, less multitasked, we would all, we who are riders, would ride more, and people who aren't riders would see it as a feasible thing to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really, even though mindfulness and motorcycling don't necessarily automatically seem to go together, I, I do think there's something to that, and I think you can really appeal to people. Like, aren't you sick of feeling so busy and overtasked while well, you get on this motorcycle? Right. You are going to pay attention to what you're you doing. You can't multitask time on a motorcycle. Gonna, time is going to slow We've tried. down for you. <laughs> so I think there there is... I mean, yeah, Katie, I you're that's not one of my most favorite parts about yeah. riding. Not only there's like a zen-like yeah, state yeah, when you're on like it you too. Feel free so, from everything. Yes, yeah. I do my best thinking when I'm on a motorcycle. I really do. Just yeah. out and isn't nowhere. it strange that thoughts will come into my head that yeah. I didn't even consciously bring there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's a. How did I what not bring that idea. before? Yeah. <coughs> that's how you get into an accident. No, no, that's it's clarity. It's not. It's not like my mind's wandering. It's like hyper clarity. Yeah. But then I, th- I, I think in a way that I don't think any other place. Yeah. And I think I don't better when I'm on a bike. Anything yeah. like I do, what you think about cleaner. mindfulness? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And I thought that was just me. I didn't know that everyone yeah. did that when they rode their bike. Yeah. That was my own personal like. Yeah. I definitely spot. feel sharper. I, I, I can oh, say yeah. when I'm riding a motorcycle, I'm aware of more things. I'm processing more data. Yeah. My brain is working more quickly. Yeah. And it's in the winter time when I lose that daily mm-hmm. stimulation because I ride try to ride every day if I can. Right. And if I can't ride for 30 days in a row or 40 days in a row, I start to feel like the cobwebs are settling in. You know, and there's like there's something else to watch on Netflix, and I'm not riding my motorcycle (laughs) today. So you know, I can just I can hear the gears in my brain turning more slowly. 
and well, corrosion that's, that's form. Partly de-stressing. When I get on a bike, I can mm-hmm. de-stress. You, you you automatically de-stress on a bike. Well, so because yeah. you're de-stressed, yeah, yeah. you can then. Well, what about so the test more? ride in the middle of the workday? Right. Right. You know, oh my gosh, you, yes. you, you, yeah, that makes me jealous. We go there. I rode seven bikes today. It was awful. <laughs> there was just Rough bike day. after bike after bike Tough after day. bike. Yeah. Yeah. I had to take out people on test rides. It was terrible. It was awful. Yeah, and so that's a thing. That's a real thing for us. So I think that if more people were aware of that, mm-hmm. that could be a thing. Mm-hmm. And it is. I, I do my best work when I'm riding a motorcycle. I really do. And I want to share that with more people. And I, here's what I'm going to make. This is my personal statement, my commitment. Anytime anybody who's come into this shop, and you'll know if you're, you'll know if I've done this to you, and you said you were interested in buying a vintage bike or something else, I immediately took a position of trying to talk your dumb ass out of it. <coughs> because it was easier for me if you didn't do it. Because I, I've done it enough times. I've sold hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of vintage bikes to people who maybe shouldn't own them. Yep. And then I've only found out too late when their problem became my problem that I made a mistake in wanting their $500. And $500 is not enough money for the amount of trouble they gave me. Mm-hmm. So I put a shield up between me and them, and that shield is the same shield for anybody who walked through the door and said, I saw this really cool thing. It's called a Honda CB750. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yeah, well... Oh my God! I never knew it existed. Right, right. For or all I've got the listeners it. out there, just come in and ask Phil for twenty dollars. He'll give you ten, and then you just walk away. <laughs> and I'll end up saving money. But I think what I'm going to do is, I think my thing now is, I'm going to, I'm going to initiate. I'm going to say, is this your first motorcycle? Because yeah, if it's a guy that's owned twenty motorcycles and he just wants to come in here and rip me off or be a pain in my ass. That's a different trail. That's a different path we're walking down. But what if it is a guy who's into his first butt? Yeah, what if it's a guy who wants to ride and has a $1,200 budget? Yeah. Who the hell am I in to get in his way? You right, know? and you can just pass him on to us in the back. Exactly. So it works out fantastic. Right. Say you don't want to get in his way, you want to I'm give him introduce him to the wallet $1,200 bike. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I mean I'm going to do my part to be less standoffish. I'm going to do my part to be less... Confrontational or less, uh, less hard on people that you know. So, in your mind, though, does that getting them into a used bike, which is not what we're talking about, no, does no. that yeah. getting them into a used bike to a new bike yeah. down the road? Do you know what? The, the guy who's the most motivated to buy a problem-free new bike is the <laughs> guy who's had a problem-rich old bike. Yeah, hear right? ye, hear ye. I, <laughs> I, no, I, I can think right. of a few people. I can think of a few mechanics. But sitting at this like table kid. that ride modern fuel injected bikes, <laughs> despite our ability to ride antique horrible pieces yep. of shit. For one reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's just go back to the kids carrying papers or working at McDonald's flipping burgers or something. Right. He's got a thousand bucks. He buys a bike and he can keep it going yeah. and screw with the carburetors and fix this leaky pet cocks, everything else. Yeah. When that kid gets a real job, he graduates from college or whatever. Now he's got some disposable income. Mm-hmm. He does. He comes in, he buys that new bike with fuel injection, electric mm. start. And he's already been trained. Heated grips. Yeah. And he's like, he's holy like, drop shit. This one. Yeah. Right. He drops yeah. this one more times. Mickey Petcox yeah. would be a good band name. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Probably already taken. <laughs> but I, so the, I do agree with that. I think maybe that's, maybe that's the idea is to quit being such a dickhead mm-hmm. to kids who have a dream and $1,200 or a dream and $1,000. Uh, well, I know the way I was treated. Less. I mean, because you, you kind of have to push it. 
Yeah. Back a little bit, because you know. You got to make them want it a little. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you make it that easy yeah. for them to just yeah, whatever you want, I'll I'll give it to you. Right. Well, that's you know that's <clears throat> that's how you end up with the black van. The, <clears throat> the, uh, that's it. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else. Uh, Dustin's going to drop this one real fast so that yeah. people can go to the I'll motorcycle show. The motorcycle show, of course, is this weekend. Uh, if you if you need to, when you listen to this podcast, go to uh, Motorcycle Show Cleveland or Cleveland IMS. Motorcycle Show IMS. IMS. Type in any of those things into your Googler. And uh, there's a $3 ticket that's hiding out there for people who want it. There's a $3 discount ticket, rather. Uh, you can click on a thing and save 3 bucks. Uh, if you if you haven't been to the motorcycle show, go. Go to the damn show. Just go to it. Uh, what else are you doing? The Come see us. Yeah. Well, it's a good opportunity to get in there and see what the current... Offerings of the motorcycle world are. I mean, if anything, you get to be part of the internet and come see us while we're sure. doing our interviews. Yeah, and, yeah. It, it's and you could be on our podcast. Yeah, well, people last year Ooh. brought us whiskey. People last year brought us pie. You know, people brought us things last year. But people, no pressure. White so yeah. we will. That, we White want Castle? whiskey right. and well, pie. White Castle. Somebody did bring us White Castle. That White Castle made Steve Hoffert's weekend. I know. <laughs> I, you could have brought him a a gold doubloon. He wouldn't have been as happy as he was with a suitcase of sliders. Yeah. 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 He was like. He brought me. You brought these for me, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I brought them specifically for you." Yep. And Hoffert lit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a very easy man to make happy. And when you make him happy, it's really rewarding. And Kurt Edwards always brings us. Yeah, he bring, usually brings us liquor of some sort. Here's the thing, you know, he doesn't drink. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't drink, but he brings it for us. Mm-hmm. That's something. That's very nice of him. Yeah, he was here on our cool. podcast, and he yeah, didn't he, drink. He's, he's, he's like, "Here's booze. Yeah, Have fun." <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna be in the back. Uh, Anywhere you see the vintage motorcycles, that's where we are. So we're going to hold down the vintage motorcycle area. It'll be back by the progressive stage, over by Honda, actually. So I think we're between Honda and the progressive stage this year. It's a pretty good placement. And uh, just like they did last year, they're going to have that kind of rustic look of the vintage motorcycle area. They're going to play with that idea. Keep it a little less uh, <coughs> less glamorous. <coughs> so. Can you get a trim this year again too? The uh, yeah, I think pro- I might. Progressive yeah. I might go shop. to the progressive barber shop and just get tightened up a little bit. I could have left some more. I in should. The bed. I haven't cut mine in a while. Oh my god, Dustin! I have Holy hair. Cow. Look at me! Holy cow! You're ready. I've never seen you with that much hair. Holy cats! That's amazing. Well, you know, I wear hats all. You winter, wear hats all so winter. You don't even bother. Why bother shaving? You don't have to cut it. Nobody can see it. All right. So if that's it, guys, ride fast and take chances. Play us out. Ba 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 